Welcome to Watch Therefore, the program designed to help the disciple of Messiah Jesus obey His command to watch therefore and be ready. For you don't know the hour of the day your Lord is coming. Dove Schwartz here at the Sea of Galilee, encouraging everyone who's watching more than ever to watch therefore and be ready. Messiah Jesus is coming for His people any moment. I'm so thankful to be with you once again on the program Watch Therefore, and I'm also thankful for the Word of the living God that works very effectively in us, the Bible says. And so let's start off with a word of prayer as we continue on in the prophecy portion of our Covenant and Prophecy series. So Holy Father in heaven, in Messiah Jesus' name, thank you for this program. Thank you for this holy opportunity that we have together in your word, by your Holy Spirit, to help us abide in Messiah Jesus and to be ready, Lord Jesus, when you come for us. Please bless every viewer today. We ask it, Father, in Messiah Jesus' name. Amen. Well, we're going to finish up the teaching on the days of Noah. Of course, the days of Noah is one of the primary signs that's converging with the other signs Messiah Jesus spoke of in Matthew 24, Mark 13. And we also see these things in the Gospel of Luke and other places in the Bible. And, and so we saw the four birth pangs. We saw the fig tree generation. And we've been discussing, I've been sharing with you the days of Noah. I've talked with you about four primary characteristics in the days of Noah. And, and there's something else I want to touch on as we come out of the days of Noah. And I like to say it this way. This, this teaching is bad news for those who aren't with the Lord, but very good news for those who are followers of Messiah Jesus. We're going to start in Matthew 24 uh, with verse 37. But as the days of Noah were, so also will the coming of the Son of Man be. For as in the days before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage until the day that Noah entered the ark and did not know until the flood came and took them all away. So also will the coming of the Son of Man be. And, and as I mentioned a moment ago, we've looked in Genesis 6 at some of the primary characteristics of Noah's day and how those things like never before are unfolding in our day. We, we uh, looked at the population explosion the wickedness and evil intents of men's hearts, the corruption uh, and the violence of Noah's day in Genesis chapter 6. So in verse 39, we, we also see this, this um, characteristic that was prevalent in Noah's day that certainly is in ours as well. Verse 39, and did not know until the flood came and took them all away. So also will the coming of the Son of Man be. In the previous verse, they were uh, giving their children to marriage. They were going on as, as nothing had changed and didn't know 
that the global flood would come and wipe them all out. And, and, and many believe, as I do, that they mocked Noah when he built the ark. They were, they, they were looking at him like this strange, crazy man spending 120 years building this ark. But he made a lot of sense to everybody when it started raining. Yeah? And, and so we live in a world today, think of this, that if you believe in Noah's flood, that it's a historical event that actually took place, you're thought of as a crazy person. That's nuts, right? And, and they mock and scoff if you even believe that this took place. And, 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 and the, the, the global society is getting so far away from God and so at odds with Him and in defiance to Him that they would do something as crazy as have a global homosexual movement and the symbol of that movement would be the sign of the covenant the Lord made with Noah, the rainbow. We certainly are in the modern days of Noah, Messiah Jesus spoke of, along with the other signs he mentioned uh, in this chapter. And, and so I want to take a look with you at 2 Peter chapter 3, because the Lord's not going to judge with water, but he is about to judge with fire. This earth is about to experience the judgment and the wrath of Almighty God because of these characteristics that we see in Genesis chapter 6. The society is, is evil like their society was. And, and think of this in 2 Peter chapter 3, beginning in verse 5. For this they willfully forget, that by the word of God the heavens were of old, and the earth standing out of water and in the water, by which the, the world that then existed perished, being flooded with water. But the heavens and the earth, which are now preserved by the same word, the word of God, are reserved for fire until the day of judgment and perdition of ungodly men. You see, the Lord is about to judge the earth with fire. And billions of people are going to perish. And, and from what we see in the word of God, it's going to take place in this generation. Oh, that sounds crazy. Well, I'm just telling you, I'm warning you, this, these are the signs. And if you just reject the signs and say, oh, and mock and scoff and laugh, it's a dangerous thing to do in this generation. So this was the bad news. Here's the good news for those who are followers of Messiah Jesus. Beginning in verse 40, Matthew 24. Then two men will be in the field. One will be taken and the other left. Two women will be grinding at the mill. One will be taken, the other left. Watch therefore, for you do not know what hour your Lord is coming. What does this mean, one will be taken and another left? And let me tell you, I, I get emails, I get phone messages, uh, people saying to me, oh, the rapture's not in anywhere in Matthew chapter 24. Well, yeah, I've already discussed a, a mysterious mention of it just before the days of Noah passages in Matthew 24. But here is even a more clear mention of it. There's this one time event in the history of humanity. It's a global event. And we see that as we look at uh, Luke chapter 17, beginning in verse 34. I tell you, in that night there will be two men in one bed. The one will be taken and the other left. Two women will be grinding together. The one will be taken and the other left. Two men will be in the field. The one will be taken and the other left. We know this is a global one-time event because in one part of the world it will be evening and in another part of the world it will be daytime when it takes place. This is the rapture. And there are those who say, no, this isn't the rapture. When it says they're going to be taken, what that means they're going to be taken in judgment. Well, if you look at the biblical Greek word, take a closer look at it, 
That's not at all what it means. And, and here is the word. We're going to put it up on the screen so you can see. The word taken, where it says one will be taken and the other left, means to take to oneself, to join to oneself as an associate or a companion. So obviously this doesn't mean people will be taken in judgment if they're taken to Messiah Jesus as an associate, as a companion. This is the rapture. This is a reference to the rapture, folks. This is the good news. It's, it's Christ in us, the hope of what glory. It's therefore the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel and the trumpet of God. The dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with him in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. That's what Matthew 24, 39 uh, excuse me, Matthew 24, 40 and 41 are talking about. Then two men will be in the field. One will be taken, the other left. Two women will be grinding at the mill. One will be taken and the other left. And so what's the answer? What should we do in light of these things? Watch, therefore. Wow, that sounds like a great name for a television show, doesn't it? Let's look at it in verse 42. Watch, therefore, for you do not know what hour your Lord is coming. You see, the bad news is for those who aren't following Messiah Jesus and who are joining the increasingly coming together of this global society that's shaking its fist in God's face, the bad news is that fiery wrath is coming. But the good news is that we will be taken to Messiah Jesus in the rapture. And what should be our response? Watch therefore. And as he says just a little later in that chapter, be ready. In Matthew chapter 24, our Messiah Jesus tells his disciples to watch therefore and be ready. We don't know the hour or the day our Lord is coming. And then he introduces the good and faithful servant of Matthew 24 and then in Matthew 25. This program is designed to make faithful disciples of Messiah Jesus who will hear those words from him. Well done, thy good and faithful servant. The message is spreading all over the world as this program now goes into 200 countries and 200 million homes, reminding everyone who watches to watch therefore and be ready. Many who believe in Messiah Jesus understand what the Bible says about blessing Israel, that the Lord says, I will bless those who bless you. We've learned that blessing Israeli believers in Messiah Jesus is one of the best ways to bless Israel. Our co-founding partner of Blessing Israeli Believers, John McTurnan and I, founded this ministry with a mission statement that we exist to uniquely bless and empower Israeli followers of Messiah Jesus to be the shining light to Israel and the nations of the world. You can join with us in Blessing Israeli Believers in Messiah Jesus. The Bible teaches in Romans 1.16 that the gospel message is to the Jew first and then to the Gentile. We have our Blessing Israeli Believers ministry and then our ministry to the nations poured out for the nations. We take the gospel, discipleship, ministry to orphans and widows into Africa and in many countries as well. We have a church plant in Texas. There's so much the Lord is doing with our ministry as we like the Apostle Paul are being poured out for the nations of the world. You can partner with us in praying and giving and going on special mission trips to Africa. And you too can be poured out for the nations. 
We encourage everyone who's watching to sign up for our monthly newsletters from Blessing Israeli Believers and Poured Out for the Nations. And if you want to participate in prayer and giving, which I'll talk about in a moment, you can see what you're sowing into in those monthly newsletters. For example, we have a special missions outreach to Rwanda, September 2019. We're going to explain what's going on on that trip and how you can participate. So we encourage everyone to sign up for our newsletters. They come monthly, blessing Israeli believers, poured out for the nations. This will help you join with us to watch Therefore and be ready. As you can imagine, the Watch Therefore Media, Blessing Israeli Believers, and Poured Out for the Nations Ministries costs a lot of money. And I certainly can't do this alone, but that's okay, because my help comes from the Lord, maker of heaven and earth. And before I talk more about finances, let me say this. If you haven't received Jesus as your Savior yet, please don't send any money into this ministry. It's our desire that you would receive Him as Lord and Savior and be our guest today. But for those who understand the principles of sowing and reaping and laying your treasures up in heaven, we believe the Watch Therefore ministry is a great place for you to participate. We can watch therefore together and be ready. This world is increasingly becoming a wilderness a desperate place of darkness, chaos, evil, violence, and uncertainty. Yet, there are blessed streams of life in this wilderness. The book Activate the Blessings of the Abraham Covenant truly is a light in a dark place. The increasingly black backdrop of this generation covers the landscape of every part of the earth today. It seems like there's only bad news, yet to the contrary, there's very good news. Our Creator has a plan that includes blessing those who call upon His name and walk in His ways. Very specific blessings lie at the fingertips of His children just waiting to be activated. Activate the blessings of the Abraham Covenant will help you learn how to be a true friend of our Creator, identify promised blessings, understand authentic versus counterfeit blessings, position yourself for blessings, learn how to avoid great unnecessary trouble, know how to speak, think, and live a blessed life, prepare yourself for a blessed eternity, and activate blessings that are all around you today. In Matthew's Gospel account, he quotes our Savior Jesus. In chapter 5, we're going to begin in verse 34. But I say to you, do not swear at all, neither by heaven, for it is God's throne, nor by the earth, for it is his footstool, nor by Jer Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great king. Notice and remember, he doesn't say Jerusalem was the city of the great king. Jerusalem today and forever will be the city of the great king. The signs are all around us. We're going to get caught up in the clouds and taken back by our great king to that place he's been preparing for his people. We will be given our assignments and we will be given glorified bodies and we will return with him as he takes up the throne of David in Jerusalem and we begin to reign and rule under our King and Savior, Messiah Jesus, and the millennial reign of Christ. 
He tells us in Psalm 122 to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. May they prosper who love you. Join with me and let's obey the word of God and prosper in his kingdom. Oh, Father, in Messiah Jesus' name, thank you for this opportunity to be included in your plans and purposes. And we ask you now, oh, Father in heaven, send the Prince of Peace to reign and rule over his great city, the city of the great King, Messiah Jesus. And the Prince of Peace is one and the same, our great Savior, King Messiah Jesus. Lord Jesus, please come and bring peace to your great city. Thank you, Father. We stand on your word and trust that we will prosper in your kingdom because we love what you love and hate what you hate. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for blessing your great city. Amen. Remember to watch, therefore, and be ready. Our King is coming for us any moment. Welcome back to the program. We've started a new teaching series, the book of 2 Peter. And what I'm going to do is a review read of what we looked at last week. And then, Lord willing, I'll be able to get to one, well, at least one, but maybe two verses. We'll see how it goes. This is so rich and it's so good. And I want to take the, the time to do justice and to teach this rightly. So uh, beginning in verse one, Simon Peter, a bondservant and apostle of Jesus Christ, to those who have obtained like precious faith with us by the righteousness of our God and Savior, Jesus Christ, grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. This is what we looked at last week. Now going forward, I'm gonna read verses three and four. I don't know that I'll get past verse three in the teaching today. As his divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue, by which have been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises that through these you may be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. Think of his divine power, beginning in verse three, as his divine power has given to us. What could be more powerful than the power of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit? What could be more powerful? There's nothing more powerful than God himself, and by his great power, he's given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness. What does this mean? The word life there is zoe. You may have heard the term zoe, life. And an Old Testament counterpart of this word is chaim, chaim. And like this word, zoe, life, it, it means uh, that which pertains to having a joyful and blessed life life, a joyful and blessed life. Our Messiah Jesus has given us all things by his divine power. He's given all things to us that pertain to having a joyful and blessed life and godliness, a life that is devoted to, to God, a life that is devoted to our Messiah Jesus, through whom we can then worship our Father in spirit and in truth. So by his divine power, he's given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness, the capacity to live a life that honors God, godliness, and, and life joyful, blessed. Wow, that's not describing how most of the world is living today. Isn't it great to be saved 
by Messiah Jesus, as his divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue. When it, when it says the knowledge of him here, that, that we can actually know God. See, I, I, someone can't convince me that God doesn't exist. For example, if I'm talking with an atheist, why? Because I know him. I know him. He's in me. He has changed my life. And I walk with him and I know him. And, and the words in his book that he's given to me leap off the pages into my heart, mind, and life and give me this powerful life that he promises me. And the things that he talks about here and, and that he has his servant Peter writing about. Hallelujah. So I know him. And, and, and through the knowledge of him who's called us, he's called us. He's called us. You remember when Adam and Eve were in the Garden of Eden and they were hiding themselves, having put on fig leaves and all that after sinning against the Lord? And, and what happens? Messiah Jesus walks through the Garden of Eden and calls to Adam. He says, Adam, where are you? Do you think he didn't know where Adam was? Do you think he lost Adam? Do you think he was getting ready to send a search party of angels out looking for Adam? Hey, I can't find Adam anywhere. Will you help me? No, that's not it. He said, Adam, where are you? Because he wanted Adam to know where Adam was, hiding from God in sin. And see, that's what I was doing. That's what we all do naturally as sinners. We hide from God in, in the, the blindness of our sin and walking in our own ways. And then he comes looking for us and he calls us. Yes, and he calls us by glory and virtue. I want to talk to you about glory and virtue, the glory and virtue of the Lord for a moment. Think, if you will, with regard to glory, think, if you will, of the sun that is in the sky, this fiery ball that has rays that emanate from it, that, that facilitate life on the earth. Think of a day where it's a cloudy day or a week where it's a cloudy week and then the sun bursts through and, and, and everyone wants to come out and, and there's, a, there's a different countenance on our faces because of the sun in the sky. Why? Because of the glory of the sun, the rays that come from it and touch the earth. The rays of the sun in this analogy, that's the glory of the sun. Yeah? Well, then think of the only begotten Son of God, our Lord Jesus. And when we compare him to the sun in the sky, the sun in the sky becomes a dim bulb, right? And, and the splendor and the majesty and the holiness and the righteousness of Messiah Jesus, our great God and Savior. Yeah, that's his glory and virtue. And, and, and what emanates from his, his glory, yeah, is that his splendor and all the things I mentioned a moment ago touch the earth and facilitate life. And this Zoe life we spoke about a moment ago in the lives of his people. And the Bible says the earth shall be filled, like, like the earth is touched by the rays of the sun in the sky, the earth shall be filled with the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. Excuse me just a moment. Hallelujah, King Jesus. Hallelujah. So he's called us by his glory and virtue. What is virtue? Well, virtue is moral excellence. And I say, I like to say it like this from what I've studied of the word, as I've studied this word, virtue, moral excellence in action, moral excellence in action. 
that this moral excellence is demonstrated, for example, by heroic deeds, deeds of compassion, deeds of love, deeds of kindness. Yeah. And, the, and, and so what is the most virtuous act any person has ever shown to the world? What's the most heroic deed, the most virtuous heroic deed that has ever been accomplished by a man on the earth? It's King Jesus dying on the cross for our sins. He saved us by his glory and his virtue. He, he came and died on the cross for our sins, and he rose again from the, the grave. There's a passage, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. So are you sure that you're experiencing this Zoe life? Have you, uh, by his divine power, experienced his calling you by glory and virtue? Do you have a changed heart, mind, and life? Is this the way you know the true and living God? And, and, and he came to save us from our, ourselves. He came to call us out of our sin into this life, this godly life. What about you? Maybe there's someone watching today. You truly haven't yet been born again. You haven't received Jesus as your Savior. When you do that, he puts his Holy Spirit in us. He restores us from the sin that Adam and Eve uh, committed in the Garden of Eden. He restores us by placing the Holy Spirit in us and giving us this Zoe life, this godly life. We experience his divine power, his glory, and his virtue. As we turn away from our sins, that means to repent, to begin to change our mind about our sins, to begin to turn away from them, and then believe that Jesus died on the cross for our sins. He, he did this virtuous act. That is, there's nothing to compare it to in all of humanity. He did this. God the Son, the Son of God, did this for you and for me. What do I have to do? As I said, turn away from your sins and believe in Messiah Jesus. And that belief, if it's real, will be demonstrated by the fruit of repentance by walking out, beginning to deny ourselves, take up our cross, and follow Jesus Christ. You can just cry out to him, whoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. You can cry out to him something like this from your heart. Oh, oh, Father in heaven, I believe you sent Jesus the Lord to die on the cross for my sins, and, and you don't want me to go to hell because you love me. Oh, please forgive me. I believe that Jesus is Lord that he died on the cross for my sins. Jesus, Lord, I believe that you rose from the grave. Please be my Lord. Please be my Savior. Please forgive me of my sins. Give me this Zoe life, this godly life. Thank you, Father, in Messiah Jesus' name. Amen. Know this. There are difficult days. There are difficult days following Jesus. It's not easy to follow Jesus the Lord, but there's still a wellspring of joy, even in the midst of troubles and difficulties and struggles. Follow him today like never before. And for all of our viewers, listen, this is who we are in this generation more than ever. We need to do something. Walk out what Second Peter was teaching there and watch Therefore and be ready. Thank you for watching the program today. Watch Therefore is sponsored by the friends and partners of Watch Therefore Ministries. In future programs, we'll have many more Watch Therefore teachings from the Bible, worship, and exciting interviews with our believing partners in Israel and around the world. Please contact us at doveforisrael at gmail.com. That's D-O-V-F-O-R-I-S-R-A-E-L at gmail.com. And if you would like to subscribe to our newsletter, you can fill out a contact form on the website watchtherefore.tv. 
We also have audio programs available on our website, watchtherefore.tv. We are on social media since it is a great tool to share the gospel and communicate with one another. You can also find us there at Watch Therefore TV. Until next time, we're watching for King Jesus to return. Watch Therefore and be ready. Slain, he'll come again. Our conquering king on that day. His sword will go forth to take back and restore what belongs.